Okay, the call, and this we've been talking about this all month, and uh, this is the, uh, the sermon that is a wrap that will finish this up. Would you stand with me, and let's read a passage of Scripture together. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Father, I thank You for Your Word. I thank you for the power and the life that are in your word. And I pray, Father, that that life and that power will be manifest here today in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Those of you who are familiar with the the King James Bible may uh, know this verse saying, without vision, the people perish. And a lot of the newer uh, translations talk about without revelation, there, there is confusion. I really like the way that Peterson says it, though. If people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, there's blessing. There's a, there's a blessing in, a, in, in attending to what, to what God reveals. Uh, the call, the weeks that we've been um, on this series, this short series... We've basically been talking about the individual call, the call in your life or the the call in my life and what God has called you to or what he's called me to. But uh, there's a corporate call and you you are part of a you are part of a corporate call. Um, There's always been a corporate call for God's people, even in the Old Testament, even Abraham. You know, you may go, well, he was just one person and he was he was called, but he was called for a corporate reason. He was called to become the father of many nations and the father of the household of, of faith. So even his call was, was a corporate call. And then, uh, and then Isaac came along and um, maybe that didn't seem to advance the call, but it certainly did because he was a type of Christ. He was the, uh, the one who was the, the beloved son who was sacrificed. And it was through Christ's sacrifice that God's plan could be brought to fruition. And then, and then when the grandson Jacob came along, who was, whose name was changed to Israel, God's people were brought into existence. And God's people at times were called to go places. Sometimes they were called to stay places. Uh, sometimes they were called to follow this leader, and they were warned, don't follow that leader, uh, which is usually the leader that they would want to follow, because that's how we are. But, uh, but those who would pay attention to God's revelation, there's blessing there. Sometimes they were called to fight this battle, and other times they were called to don't fight that battle. How many of you know that you're not supposed to fight every battle you see? You're not supposed to fight every battle that, that, that comes to you. Uh, if you do, I guarantee you the enemy will see to it that you get enough battles that you don't have time to do anything else. You, you don't have time to pursue God because all you're doing is fighting battles. And God is saying, hey, stop. Let me fight some of these battles instead of you thinking you've done something. Listen to this prophet. Don't listen to that prophet. And there were a whole lot more of the don't listens to than there were the listens to voices in, in the land. And nothing has changed in that regard. They were called to enter into the rest that God had prepared for them and enter into God's promises as a people, the people of God were. In the New Testament, 
uh, God's people are called to be, to be a body, to be the body of Christ. And there are ministry leaders in the body. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a season, and it may still be going on, I don't know, but there was a season where there was a lot of teaching about the five-fold ministry. And one of the things that kind of a, got me about that is there's a whole lot more than five. There's a whole lot more than five. But the, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are, are called for the body of Christ, a corporate call, and this is, this is what their job is. It's, it's until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Uh, how many of you know that you cannot attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ by yourself? Did I do that? Did I just turn my thing off? Oh, thank you. You can turn it back on. Uh, you see? I mean, yeah, that's, that's an example right there. You, you it, it, attaining the fullness of Christ is a corporate enterprise. Uh, uh, becoming, becoming mature is a corporate enterprise. It's not an individual enterprise. Salvation is an essential part of the plan, but it's not the plan. It's just a part of the plan. The ultimate plan is a corporate one. And, and Peter talks about it over in 1 Peter 2.5. You, like living stones, that's, uh, that, that's uh, plural, like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. And a priesthood consists of more than one person. Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. When, uh, when David uh, was king, uh, a prophecy was given to him that his son would build the temple for God's worship. And when Solomon came along, Solomon built a temple. He built a building, and that was, that was part of the fulfillment, but it wasn't the ultimate fulfillment. The ultimate fulfillment was for the son of David to come along and create something that nobody had ever even thought of, living stones put together to create a holy priesthood, something new. And he goes on, Peter goes on later in that chapter to say, but you are a, a chosen people. Not a chosen person, a chosen people. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I don't care how big your ego is, you are not a nation. You cannot be one, but a, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, now you are a people people of God. And I believe you can read into, without doing any damage to it, this passage and say, it's not really possible to really declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light by yourself. It's a corporate thing that's done. And so Springhouse Worship and Arts Center is a, uh, is a portion of that ultimate plan, as is every local church. It's a portion of that, uh, of that ultimate plan. And today, uh, we need to do some, some, some housekeeping. Uh, and that's so what I'm going to get ready to do here. Little house, little house clip. That was a broom, by the way, for those of you who don't know what those things are anymore. Uh, actually, it was kind of like a golf club. But it... But it <coughs> yeah, can you imagine taking a broom and... <laughs> some history... Uh, a little over three years ago, 
um, back in late 2016, uh, I stood in front of the congregation and informed the congregation that there were some changes coming in 2017, some, uh, some pretty big changes coming at that time. Uh, really, the, the two big ones that I announced and had in mind was one was our, our worship pastor of the past of 22 years. Wayne Berry was going to be retiring. Somebody remembers Wayne Berry? I... <laughs> and, uh, and this guy named Will Severe was going to come, and, and he'd be here in, uh, in January, and uh, for the first five months of the year, they would uh, share those responsibilities as worship pastor, and then and then Will would become the worship pastor, and Wayne was going to retire. And then later in the year, Bruce Coble, our, our missions pastor of 30 years, would be retiring. And Alan Smith, who had been working with him, and uh, uh, would continue working with him, and then he would take over uh, that position. It's kind of changed a little bit uh, to outreach pastor, uh, but that was part of the vision as well. That was part of what was going to be happening. And, and from then to now, there have been changes. Yeah, there, there have been changes. Not all of them foreseen. Um, from the time I made that announcement until now, nine of our elders uh, are no longer elders here. Uh, I knew there'd be some change, but I didn't necessarily see that. That was over half the elders that we had at the time. And uh, uh, one of them is is still with us and still ministers in the church, but didn't feel called to continue service as an elder, so he, he stepped down. Uh, one went to heaven. I don't you know, imagine the gall of just leaving us and going to heaven. Uh, and that, was, that was Mike Gibson. Uh, seven were called to go elsewhere, and they genuinely were called to go elsewhere. I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, and then also a uh, little bit different situation, but our children's pastor of 30 years uh, went to heaven. That was personal. Uh, but, uh, you know, he is God, and, and I am not, you know, and he knows. Uh, one of the things that Eli got right in the Old Testament when Samuel came to him was he said, he is the Lord, let him do what pleases him. And that's... That's where you have to be. Uh, and part of this, you know, part of this change just simply has to do with, with life here on this plane. I mean, people come, people go. That, that happens. And especially in our culture, you know, people come and people go and it's very transient uh, a lot of times. But this level of transition was a bit unusual. Uh, and, and it uh, denoted the fact, it was indicative that we were in a period of transition at Springhouse. There's a question that, uh, that occasionally I'm asked that used to bother me a whole lot, and, and it's this, what is your vision? And the reason that that question uh, bothered me, I, I didn't particularly care for that question, wasn't because I didn't have a vision, it's because there was usually a subtext to it. Usually the subtext was, I'm asking what is your vision, but what I want to know is what's the business plan? You know, how, how, what, what, what are you planning to get more people in here? What are, what are you planning to, uh, to raise more funds? What, what, what's, 
what's the business plan? And I, you know, I don't see the church as a business. I, I just don't. I, I never really have. Now, we have to operate things as a business because we're responsible. We're responsible uh, to the government. We're responsible, even more responsible to the people, to the people who actually are giving funds. And, um, and I, I thank God because uh, of the work that the administrative board does and uh, Hal often does as our, as our business administrator. And hey, our, our books, they're open and they're, and they're above board and they're, and they're what they ought to be. So just, just saying, and I'm thankful for that. But, my, but I, the church isn't a business in my, in my mind. The church is a family. You know, that's, that's really what it is. And so what is my vision for my family? What is your vision for your family? I mean, yeah, being out of debt, that's nice. And, you know, maybe there's some financial things involved there. But the real vision is I want them to be healthy and I want them to grow in Jesus and in love. That's what I want. You know, I, 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 yeah, I'd like to have these other things, but they're, they're ancillary. I want them to be healthy. I want them to grow in Jesus. I want them to grow in love. And, and that's really been my vision for the church, and I think it's a biblical vision. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God becoming mature, attaining to the whole measure, the fullness of Christ. That's, that's the vision for the church. And when people go, well, what is your vision? You know, we're, we live in the age of the soundbite, and there needs to be this pithy you know, a little one-sentence thing that goes, oh, where everybody can kind of go, oh, man, that is so cool. You know, and I didn't have an, oh, man, that is so cool to, to give to anybody. And so I just wanted to go, quit asking me that question. Because you're going to get an essay. You want a sentence, and you're going to get an essay. And you're going to lose interest before I finish the essay. We actually do have a one-sentence thing. It's, to me, it's not totally adequate, but it's on the website, and it may still be in the bulletin. It used to be in the bulletin. Uh, Springhouse exists to help you live a passionate life in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's, that's good, but it, it, it's not the whole playing field in my mind. Uh, back in the summer of 2016, though, I was asked this question at an elders meeting. What is your vision? And, uh, and I was glad for it because it brought into real sh- clear, sharp focus what had been stirring around in my spirit for quite a few months, actually, prior to that time. And I, I know the answer to that question. I have a short, pithy answer <laughs> to give you for that question. My vision is to guide Springhouse Worship and Arts Center through a period of transition with peace and unity. That's the vision God has given me for this this time, for this season. And 2017 until now, I've seen a lot of transition, and there's been an inevitable confusion, because there always is when there's change, and, uh, and even some conflict that accompanies change. But we have had the grace of peace and, and, and a high degree of unity. We really have. I, I said that we've had seven elders who've gone elsewhere. Every, I, I'm clean with every one of them, and I think every one of them is clean 
with this place and with me. In the the last, uh, I guess it's been three years now, two years, something, I don't know. In the last couple of years, I've, uh, you know, I've seen all of them out somewhere in public and it's always, you know, a a hug. Oh, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? Uh, What's, what's going on? And, and they're being fruitful and they're being used and every now and then they buy my lunch. Uh, you know, that's, that says something right there. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Uh, so we come to today and, uh, I need to talk a little bit about what's coming in 2020, uh, and shortly thereafter, <laughs> excuse me. And the first thing really is kind of already come It's already started and it. And it has to do with praise and motion. Um, you've probably noticed over the last two or three weeks that, uh, that the dance ministry as such hasn't been up on Sunday morning. Uh, and that's because they're no longer up on every Sunday morning for regular praise and worship time. Um, so let me explain a little bit and talk a little bit about this. You know, not every ministry uh, and not every ministry in, in certain forms is intended to go on forever. Uh, I mean, that's just how it is. And sometimes, well, most of the time, ministries tend to go on well past their expiration date because people get a grip on them. Go, oh, can't let go of that. It's got to be this way. This is, what, this is, this is how it's got to be done. Uh, praise and motion has been a huge blessing in this house. Huge. And, and a defining ministry in this house for, for years. Uh, but this is a new season. And, and it's time to move on with some things. And let me, let me explain what that might look like or what that's supposed to look like a little bit. For one thing, we're not saying you can't dance. We are absolutely not saying you can't dance. Right, girls? Yeah. If you want to dance, dance. And, you know, TJ, anytime you want to come down here and, you know, bust some moves for us, bring it. You know, uh, uh, Critter? Floor's available. Yeah. Yeah. it just won't be uh, uh, as a part of a team that has done designated rehearsals, and this is the way it's been rehearsed and done. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what is changing. Uh, and, and if you have dance in you, and, and I'm, I'm looking at y'all, okay, because they don't. <laughs> if you have dance in you, and, you know, and there's a song that the Lord really gives you a vision for. And you go, I know what to do with that song. Yeah. Uh, I've got something to share with the body. Talk to Claudia and talk to Will. We want to make room for that. We, we want to put that in front of the body. You know, but we, it, it's time for some fresh voices. It, it, it's time for some fresh vision. And, and you guys carry it. You know, you really, I mean, the, the people I'm picking on over here, they're old. <laughs> well, one of them is. I, you know, 
Okay, if you're sitting over here and you got it, you got that, bring it. Bring it. Talk to Claudia and, and talk to Will. They might go, there, are you getting ready to... And you might kind of go, well, now, are they the gatekeepers? Yes. You know, for public presentation, yes. But, but they're not bad people. And they listen to God. And when it uh, comes to Claudia, uh, I want to say a few things. Because... Uh, in uh, discussing this in elders meeting and then also among staff, it's come up several times, oh, we need to honor Claudia for what she's done. And, you know, I don't have any problem honoring Claudia. I really don't. I have a problem honoring Claudia for what she's done. Because when you honor somebody for what they have done, it sounds like they are done. And she's not done. I mean, she's, she's not done. Uh, the Wednesday nights, okay, uh, the, the Wednesday evenings where they've been rehearsing, that's continuing on, but there's a difference. It's no longer we're rehearsing for Sunday morning. It's now a group about worship with a focus on dance, and everybody is welcome to come. You know, you may, you, there may have been some times where you kind of go, oh man, you know, they're they, they blessed me so much, I, I wish I could do that. Guess what? <laughs> you can. That's right. You know, and, and it's not a matter of, oh, uh, but I couldn't get up in front of people. You're not going to have to. <laughs> yeah. You just come on Wednesday night. And, and there's, there's a huge deposit there. And it's men as well as women. How many of you know men can dance? Yeah. Yeah, uh, in spite of what you see at Christmas time when we do the men's dance, <laughs> men can dance. Uh, and there was, there was a season a few years back where for a, a year or so, Claudia did a men's dance class on Wednesday evening, and it was a hoot. I know, because I was part of it. And, and it, was, it was great. It was great fun. So men, women, no age limit on it whatsoever, and you're not making a commitment to come down here and do something on Sunday morning. Now, if you, you know, if it, you got it, you can bring it, but you don't, you don't have to. You, know, you just come. And uh, let me just say this. Uh, you will not find a, a more anointed worship teacher than Claudia Peterson. Amen. Most of these people are people who know that firsthand. And I'm not talking about, you know, she doesn't have a recording contract or hadn't written a book or anything like that, but what she carries. And, and, it, and it's not just knowledge of, well, I have, you know, I know how to do this dance or I know how. No, it's attitude. It, it's, it's attitude and it's years of walking this out the way the scripture says to walk it out. And it's caught. I mean, it can be taught, but it's caught, mostly. So I would encourage you, Wednesday nights, 7 o'clock, bam, fill up the multi-purpose room, we'll put you someplace bigger. Uh, so there's that. 
And then there's the senior pastor position. Um, back when I announced that Wayne and, and Bruce were going to be retiring, I, I, there were several people over the next few months who came to me and went, now what are you, what are you thinking about? You know? And I think that most of them were saying, we don't want you to leave soon. But, but that may not be what all of them were saying. You know, some of them may be going hint, hint. Uh, and I remember telling uh, a few of them, I said, well, when, uh, when the time comes, I'll give you at least a year's notice. The time has come. This is my one-year and two-day notice that on January the 31st of 2021, that'll be my last Sunday as, uh, as your senior pastor. Uh, I don't plan to leave, not plan on going anywhere. Uh, both my daughters attend here, my, my, my grandsons attend here, my, my son-in-law attends here, and uh, some of you know, a lot of you know that my parents uh, were pastors here before, uh, before we came. And if, you, and if you take their 12 years and our 32 plus years, uh, that's 48 years that we have invested in this place. So, you know, I don't plan to cause trouble. <laughs> but I do plan. In fact, I, I think I'm going to be a really good church member. I'm just telling you, because I know how to do stuff, and I tithe, and I, and I know how to take instruction. I, you know, that's my plan. That's, that's, what, that's what I have in mind. Uh, but as was the case with the form that Praise in Motion was in, it's just time. You know, it's time. Uh, I realized with that question at, at the elders meeting back in 2016, I realized that for the last several years, the vision that God had given me was for transition at Springhouse. And once transition takes place, then unless he gives me more, I, don't, I shouldn't be the pastor. Yeah. And you shouldn't want me as a pastor unless he, unless he gives me more. Um, that day will be, uh, I'll be one day away from turning 71, and uh, I won't be too old, but it's not about my age, it's about the age of the next generation. You know, I, for a church like this, the, the next leader doesn't need to be knocking on 60 or, or knocking on 50. You know, they need to be a little bit younger, uh, have a little bit of, little bit of energy. Uh, you know, uncertainty brings confusion. Um, you know, God told Moses to um, uh, anoint Joshua in front of the people, uh, but he didn't give him a year's notice. I mean, that was, that was right before. And uh, uh, Elijah was told to go and, uh, and anoint Elisha uh, to, to follow him. And, uh, and there was confusion and a lot of difficulty in David, at the end of David's reign because he waited too long to, uh, to announce who his successor was going to be. Uh, and my friend, uh, my friend Randy Ray, uh, y'all know him because he's spoken here a couple of times. Uh, when he, he advised me, he said, now don't tell them too soon because they'll start scattering and everything. I said, well, I don't know about that, Randy. Uh, but in his situation, he told them about six months before, but in his situation, the rest of the leadership 
didn't put anybody in place. And so it wasn't, I'll be leaving and this is what will be happening. It was just, I'll be leaving. And people are going, well, what? They began to stumble all over themselves because they didn't know what God was doing. Um, back in March of last year, I came to the elders and, and said, you know, the end of uh, January 2021, I, I really feel like it's when I'm supposed to step down. And this is who I think should the next senior pastor should be. And over the next six months, uh, there was prayer, there was consideration. Uh, it, it probably was made a little longer than it would have been otherwise because of the situation with Margaret and, and her passing during that time. But, you know, that we probably needed more time. And so in September, uh, we finally uh, got there and the elders finally voted and said, okay, this is who the next senior pastor will be. And hopefully to no one's surprise, the next senior pastor will be Kevin O'Day and Sherry O'Day. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's good. Okay, he's not it yet. He's not it yet. You know, you may think, well, not, you know, you're going to bring them up here and pray over them. Not yet. <laughs> I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin has been here for. Um, <laughs> since he was 16, uh, over 20 years ago now. Right. And more than that, he's been in. He has served faithfully. In every department of the church. He, he, uh, he was on the worship team for a while. You know, you'd have to be here a long time to remember that. He, uh, he's been involved with the theater, done stuff there, been heavily involved with the children's ministry, he's currently the youth pastor. This guy used to be in praise and motion. <laughs> I mean, seriously. There's... Yeah, there's virtually nothing that he has. You've not seen him dance? <laughs> Thursday night in youth group. It's happening. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. Thursday night. Uh, my friend Eddie Turner, who pastors down at the Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Eddie uh, is a great leader, and every, uh, every church that he's been in is just, uh, and rightly so. But I remember him talking about the church he was at prior to, to Family Worship Center. They were looking for a, uh, were looking for a youth pastor. And, and one of the reasons that Eddie's church has done so well, you know, I mean, he's, he's okay, but he's, he's had the right people. That, that's what's happened. And he was looking for a youth pastor, and he had all of these applications that had come in. I don't know, a bunch of applications, and, and, uh, and he was going through them. And, and one of them, uh, these people were part-time youth pastors someplace, and he just kind of set that aside uh, because he had, you know, people who had some credentials, you know, some. And as he was going through it, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, look at that one again. 
They're just part-time. These people are already... Look at that one again. So he got it back and he looked at it and they had been doing the part-time youth pastor work for 11 years. He went, oh, these are the ones. Because prolonged faithfulness, that's big. That's, that's huge. And, and Kevin, Kevin and Sherry have that. And at some, some point, those of you who don't know the story, you'll have to get them to tell you the story about how Sherry ended up here because God kind of had to do some miracles, uh, you know, to get that, and had to combat cyberspace to get, that, to get that done. There's a tremor in the cyberspace continuing. Uh, and he may seem the obvious choice. I mean, some may go, well, he was the obvious choice. Well, yes, but that's not why he got chosen. In fact, uh, you know, he and I have had discussions about this going back several years, but then he got to school and, you know, and things kind of uh, in his life, and it was kind of going, well, you know, maybe that's not, this is not what you're supposed to do. Uh, it was about 18 months ago, I guess, that uh, we had lunch together, and he said, you know, Sherry and I have really sought the Lord and prayed about it, and I really think this is what we're supposed to do. And and even then, you know, I, I wasn't because I was always kind of, I was already kind of going, okay, well, where is the right person? Uh, but even then, I didn't go, oh, well, great, it's you. Uh, no, I had to let the Lord speak to me again, and it was about five or six months before I was ready to come to the elders and go, I got a recommendation. Uh, and so uh, this is. I believe God's will. And when God's will is revealed and, and people go, okay, I see that, and, and I, I, I can get in line with that, there's great blessing there. There's great blessing there. Uh, I'll actually be stepping back to part-time in August, and, and Kevin will be, uh, uh, he and I will share the, the senior pastor responsibilities. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, yeah, boy. Uh, and, and some of you may go, well, he's the youth pastor. What's going to happen there? Oh, God's got that covered, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think everybody already knew Kevin and Sherry, but I don't know if, uh, if everybody knows uh, uh, James and, 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 and Dana. Dana. Stand up. Yeah. In fact, they're already, uh, I guess, assistant youth pastors. Is that what we're calling them or whatever? Deputy. <laughs> Okay, so where do we go now? Um, you know, this has certainly been an unusual morning in terms of the word that's been brought, but like I say, there's some housekeeping and it needs to be done. Uh, and so now it has been. Um, I don't have a five-year plan for you. I, I don't really even have a one-year plan for you. Uh, somehow or another, we kind of got the idea that we got to have you know three-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan got an eternity plan for you. 
Tomorrow is Monday. And that happens every week. And it will continue to happen every week throughout this year and through the years to come, as long as there are years. Uh, My vision is to be more like Jesus. My vision is I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that that should be your vision too, whether whether Ronnie's your pastor or Kevin is your pastor. You know, whether you're dancing in a team or you're just dancing or you're not dancing, you know, what whatever may come, whatever lies before me. Yeah. I'd like to be singing when the evening comes. That's what the vision is. Uh, and so that's what we do now. We go on step by step by step.